gave us the song, amen?
have the stars ablaze And only one could breathe life in the clay And only one can quiet rage and cease And only one has power to redeem
Revelation chapter number 5, it talks about worthy is the Lamb to receive all glory and honor and praise. And He alone is worthy this morning. Thank God for His presence and for His goodness uh, with us today. I appreciate the day already. It's been a blessing, Sunday school and uh, the baptismal service, the songs that were sung uh, this morning. And uh, we're blessed this morning to have Brother Henry Loggins with us. And uh, Beverly's here uh, with him. And also Henry's sister's here uh, to keep him in line. And uh, we're honored to have them with us today. Henry's not a stranger to Mount Vernon. And uh, we appreciate Brother Henry. I've known him for many, many years and uh, appreciate him very much. And uh, he's going to come bring the message this morning. I know that you've been praying uh, for him, and I ask you to continue to pray and uh, that the Lord will use him in this service uh, here today. But before he comes, let's bow our heads and have a word of prayer together. God, our Father in heaven, we just come before you today, and we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for all things. And God, as we uh, sit around your table this morning, God, we pray that you'll prepare our hearts to receive uh, the word, the good word of God, uh, Lord, that you've sent into us this morning. And God, I pray for Brother Henry as he comes. God, just use him as your spokesman and mouthpiece. God, anoint him afresh, Lord, here today. If there be a lost person in this building, those that are watching by live stream today or that are listening uh, to the radio broadcast, I pray, God, you'd speak to their hearts, draw them to you, that they'd be born into the family of God. Strengthen your children, God. Encourage us together. And may we leave this place today with our hands lifted high, saying it's good to be in the house of God today. We thank you. We praise you for everything that you've already done. And God, we want to go ahead and give you the praise for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's so good to be back at Mount Vernon. and What a beautiful job, choir. That was a, a wonderful way to prepare our hearts for what the Lord has to say to us. I love this place. Uh, May the 17th of 1987, 36 years ago up there on the hill, I stood for the first time scared absolutely to death and still scared this morning. And, uh, but I love uh, dear friends here, people that have been friends for so long. I was looking at Nancy over there. I've known Nancy Young almost as long as, I knew my, uh, my, as I've known my sister right there. <laughs> Uh, started first grade together, and uh, so many people went to high school with, and, and family and friends, and we just thank Brother Steve for the opportunity, and thank God for the opportunity to stand one more time, and uh, told folks over at Yellow Creek this morning, uh, every time that we stand, when you start getting on up in age, Brother Steve, I don't know if you thoughts ever came to you or not, or Charles, but uh, you wonder, when's the last time that I'll stand here? Well, could it be this day? And 
I just hope and pray that if this is, that I'll be obedient to God and do what he says for me to do. I love your pastor. You have a wonderful pastor. Brother Steve has sat with my family all day at the hospital when he didn't have to. We were not members of his church at that time, and he just sat there all day with us. And I love Steve and his dear friend, Brother Charles and Mitch. And uh, I'll tell this story, and I wouldn't tell it if they were not sitting there because you'd probably think I was making this up, but I wouldn't want you to think that. I had brother, I was pastoring up in the mountains, had Brother Charles to come up and preach one one time and uh, me and Charles and Mitch went back we wanted to have prayer uh, before the service started and y'all may have heard this story before but we went back and had a good time in prayer and was ready for the service to start and we went over and the door wouldn't open we were locked in the prayer room and we tried everything in the world to get out of that room and, and we couldn't get out uh, so we heard the singing out in the church. They were singing, you know, been singing about 15 minutes and us still trying to get the door open. And, and uh, they probably thought we was having a wonderful prayer meeting back there. But actually, every one of us wanting out of there. And uh, so finally, we were way back in the church and up on the second floor, couldn't climb out the window. So we opened the window and had our heads stuck out to see if we could see anybody. And finally saw somebody, thank the Lord, coming late for the service. And we hollered and told those people, get somebody to come and let us out of this room. And uh, that was an experience that uh, I never had anything else happen to me like that. Never heard of another preacher that's happened to but uh, wonderful friends. And we love y'all. If you'd like to... Uh, Read with us today, if you'd turn to the Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21, this is Jesus' last week of his life. And most of the gospel writers have a, as much to say about the last week of his life as they do the whole rest of the 33 years that he lived. A lot, so much happened in this, uh, in this last week of his life. Matthew chapter 21, beginning in verse 1. And when they drew nigh to Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage unto the Mount of Olives, they sent Jesus, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass and a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put, them, put on them their clothes, and they set him on their own. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. 
Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful story, Lord, that we're going to look at today. And uh, Lord, I thank you, uh, Lord, for this opportunity. And just pray, Lord, that you'd open every one of our hearts, Lord, from the man that stands in a pulpit, Lord, to the youngest one that the Spirit may be dealing with today, Lord. And I just pray that you would uh, help us to be obedient, Lord, to your words today. Uh, Speak to us, dear Lord. Thank you uh, for, again, for this opportunity. And we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What would you do for the world's richest person? I read last week that uh, Elon Musk is worth $241 billion. I can't even imagine a number like that. But what could I do for a man like that? What could I give a man like that? It'd be impossible for me to give anything materially to somebody that had that kind of money. He could, uh, he could buy us all out a million times over and still have uh, plenty uh, left. And uh, it'd be foolish for me to think that I could give him anything. But what could I do for Jesus today? What could I give Jesus today is the question that I'd like to ask you. Uh, could, we give him, uh, could we give him our time? We were sitting in our church just a few Sundays ago, uh, and during the invitation, a siren went by our church, and we found out later it was going to pick up a little three-year-old girl that had been drowned uh, in a traffic accident when the car went off into a a stream there. And and our hearts are still broken from what happened uh, up on 365 a, a few weeks ago when when the, in the senseless tragedy up there where a young mother and her two little children were taken out of this life just like that. Uh, it'd be hard for us to give uh, Jesus our time uh, when we don't know if we're going to have another heartbeat today or not. We don't know if we're going to take another breath or not. There's not a one of us that guaranteed. Uh, you young people might think you have uh, many years left, but... Uh, you ought to ride down with your pastor down to children's health care one of these days and see those little children riding around in those red wagons uh, with no hair. And it'll break your heart and it'll make you realize that even those youngest children are not guaranteed of another heartbeat. Uh, you might say, well, well I, could give, I could give Jesus my talent. Uh, well, uh, it, it's hard for us to give Jesus our time because... Uh, we don't control that. Uh, what about our talents? Uh, the late Rush Limbaugh used to say, speaking about himself, that he had talent on loan from God. Y'all heard him say that. Uh, and, and I thought when I heard him say that, that's an awful thing for anything, anybody to say. And then the more that I thought about it, the more that I realized he's exactly right. 
Uh, anything that I am able to do, uh, anything that you're able to do, if you sing a song, if you play an instrument, if you sing in the choir, uh, anything that you're able to do, God has loaned you that talent that you might use it for His honor and glory. If it's not used for His honor and glory, uh, then we're not using it the way that God gave us, uh, uh, intended for us to have it. You might say, well, uh, well, I can give God my money. Uh, well, uh, a lot of people realized a few years ago uh, when the stock market crashed overnight uh, uh, that they were not guaranteed of a way to buy groceries uh, a month from now. Uh, we might could give God our money, and we should give God our money, uh, but, but uh, we're at the mercy of the economy pretty much with our money. Uh, what, what could we give God? There are things that we, that we can give God today. Uh, if you're lost here today, you can give God your heart. You can do that. Uh, and that's a place that is so private uh, that you can put up a no trespassing sign and God will honor that. He won't come in if you don't want Him to. Uh, you can give Him your heart today if you're lost uh, uh, please do that today before we leave this place. Uh, you can give God your praise today. Many ways. Uh, beautiful praise uh, in this music that we heard. It just uh, makes people uh, just feel in their heart uh, that, that what they're singing about this morning is true. We can give God our praise. Uh, praise is something that God desires so much that He asks in His Word uh, uh, Paul told Timothy there uh, one place, I, I would that God, uh, uh, I would that men would uh, pray and lift holy hands to God. Uh, I, I grew up in a place where uh, that, was, that was not done. Uh, and I was sitting in my study one day uh, preparing to preach, and, and, and I had never even lifted my hands to God one time, and me, a young pastor. Uh, and I was sitting there, and I saw that verse of Scripture uh, where, where Paul said, I, I would that men would pray and lift holy hands. Uh, and and the, something just came over me saying, uh, you need to do that. You've never done that in your life. And I thought I'd do the little alligator arms uh, praise, you know. So I came up and I got about here and something came over me like I've never felt in my life. The Spirit of God came over me there in my study at my house, uh, and I couldn't stop there. I just had to go up and, uh, and praise God. And you know, I've tried, I've tried to get comfortable with that, and I am comfortable with it now. And, and, and I'm comfortable enough with it, and I want to do it enough that the last movement I want to make before I lay down in my bed every night is to praise God. The first movement, when, I, when this old body is able to roll over and put its feet on the floor and stand up, I want my first movement to be praise to God. God says He loves that. And, and you can give Him praise. You can give Him fellowship today. What parent has, ever, has not laid and watched their little baby sleep? is not, not the precious, most precious thing you've ever seen as you watch a little baby sleep and, and and you just can't watch that without a smile coming on your face and you just 
you just can't wait for the time that they wake up that you just pick them up uh, and just hold them in your arms and love them and kiss them. And I can just imagine the Heavenly Father maybe uh, as He lays there and watches His child sleep uh, and, he, and He just uh, almost has a smile on His face and just w- can't wait for that child to wake up so that it can have fellowship. And the first thing that the child does is roll over and reach for the phone at the, to see what happened on Facebook last night. Can you imagine that breaks His heart? That must break His heart. You can give him your praise. You can give him your fellowship. You can give him your heart today. But there's something today that's more important uh, than any of those things to God because he tells us in his word it's more important. What could it, what could it possibly be? Uh, could, it be uh, could it be sacrifice? You know, there in the Old Testament, I read the other day where millions of animals were sacrificed there in the Old Testament each year. Millions of animals, and they had to kill those animals. Uh, and I don't imagine the don't imagine that the, the animals liked it all that much. Uh, but they they had to kill them. Well, you get over here in the New Testament. What does it say? It says in Romans chapter uh, twelve, verse one. There, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a what living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable in the God, which is your reasonable service. It's not unreasonable for God to ask us to do that. Well, what, what is a living sacrifice? Well, let's compare that to the animals in the Old, uh, the old Testament. What if, they, what if they sacrificed those old animals alive? What if they brought that old bull out there uh, and stood him there and put a little wood up under him and built a little fire there under him? He'd stand there for just a few seconds, wouldn't he? But you know what? When the heat got on, you know what's going to happen? He's going off that altar. That's the reason it's so much harder for what God asked us to do in the New Testament than what he asked of those animals in the Old Testament. Uh, Because uh, when we're on the altar uh, of a living sacrifice and somebody laughs at us and says, look at those old, look at those old Christians, those bunch of Bible thumpers there. Uh, you're just, uh, you think you're better than everybody else? Uh, it's sometimes we want to crawl off the altar when the heat gets on, don't we? But there's something greater than sacrifice. How do we know? Because God told us. It's greater than sacrifice. Let me read to you over in 1 Samuel chapter one, uh, 15, verse 22. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Now listen to this verse of Scripture. If we don't obey... What if, we, what if we rebel against God like I do so many times in my life? What does he have to say about it? You don't, we don't need a Bible commentary to understand this verse of Scripture right here. It says, For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. I didn't say it. God did. 
My, my disobedience so many times, my disobedience for those 15 years when God was saying preach the gospel uh, and I said I'll do anything else in the world but I'm not going to preach. What was it? It was witchcraft and idolatry. That's what it was. So there's something uh, greater than sacrifice and it's obedience. And we see obedience here uh, in this uh, in this. A passage that I just read to you, we can learn about obedience from this. And, and, and this, this event that's about to take place here, uh, when Jesus was set on a donkey and he rode into Jerusalem, was every bit as important as the crucifixion. It was every bit as important as the resurrection. You know why? Because it was prophesied in the Old Testament and it had to happen. If it didn't happen, then they crucified the wrong man. Because it says in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass. It had to happen. So we... Uh, we, we see in this story here, and this is not Jesus' first time in Jerusalem. He's been there many times. But we see over there in chapter 23 where he stops up on the hill there. And he looks over Jerusalem and he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I have gathered you as a hen doth her chicks under her wings? But you wouldn't. And I just wondered as I looked at this scripture, maybe if he stood there and he saw not only Jerusalem, but he looked into the future and maybe saw the United States of America uh, and the great, the, the nation that is blessed beyond anything that he's ever blessed any people on the face of this earth and he saw America uh, the, the, the nation that would reject him and laugh at him uh, and maybe a tear came to his eyes he looked at America uh, maybe he saw a bunch of grown men uh, dressed up like women prancing around in front of a bunch of precious little children maybe he saw that and a tear came to his eye Maybe he looked at so-called churches today where people come by the thousands and listen to a so-called preacher uh, tell him if they do this, they can get rich. And maybe a tear came to his eye. He, may, he might have even looked at Mount Vernon Church today when he's calling for obedience for somebody maybe hearing this a congregation that God's got something for you to do, uh, yet you continue to rebel uh, as the sin of rich witchcraft and idolatry there, and maybe a tear came to his eye. You're going to have an opportunity here in just a minute to, uh, to, to be obedient. If you've never been obedient in your life, you're going to have an opportunity here. We're going to look at a few people right quick. I don't take but just a few more minutes and... and uh, First of all, the, the obedience of the two disciples that Jesus sent. Here's these two disciples, and, and, and Jesus has nothing. Jesus has, has had nothing. Uh, says he didn't have a place to lay his head. He never had a donkey to ride on except one that was borrowed. He never had anything but a robe, and they took it away from it and gambled for it there at the foot of the cross. So he never had anything. It had to be that way. 
That way nobody could say, yeah, Jesus, you don't know what I'm going through because you've got this and I don't have anything. Well, no, you can't, we can't say that, can we? Because Jesus had nothing. Even his mother, he looked at his mother and he looked at John and said, John, behold your mother. He didn't have that when he died. He died with absolutely nothing. So, Here's the disciples. They've given up everything to follow Jesus, and now they have nothing. And now the crowds are thronging around Jesus, and the excitements are begin, uh, excitement's beginning to build. Uh, and and maybe, maybe there's an opportunity here for them to finally get some credit, you know, for what they've done. And what does Jesus do? Go find me a donkey. <laughs> Just a lowly job. I'm sure they could have very well said, yeah, but Jesus, we want to be here, get in on the excitement. He said, go find the donkey. Kind of like my father when he gave me jobs that were not very uh, glamorous. My job was going to the chicken house and feed the chickens and cleaning the drinkers and uh, and I pulled my shoes off to go in the chicken house because I, I, I could mess my feet up pretty well, but I didn't want to mess my one pair of, sun, uh, of school shoes up. And that, that job was not very glamorous at all. But if I was going to be obedient, I had to do that. It didn't matter whether it was glamorous or not. And that's the way these disciples it said in verse 6, sir, and the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded. <laughs> Just obeyed. I, I wish I could call back my lifetime uh, to the first time that Jesus ever said, you need to do this for me, and that I would just do it like these disciples did right here. But I didn't. And I can't call that back. But I can be obedient from now on. The man that owned the donkey. You ever think about that? Jesus said, you're going to find a man that there with the donkey. Uh, tell, him, tell him my master has need of it. Luke tells us this donkey never been ridden before. That's kind of the equivalent of us going down to one of the car dealerships, picking out a new car, and we like it and we tell them we want it and we go in to sign the papers they take the car back they clean it up they wash it uh, fill it up with gas bring it out shining and give us the keys and we're about to get in it and this fellow walks up and said my boss wants that car what do you think we'd say to that man Oh, we don't see that this man said anything, and it might be, I don't know, it might be that Jesus used his godly powers on that man, but I like to think that man had already been touched by Jesus. I like to think that maybe he heard him preach, and, and the words of Jesus just burned in his heart. I like to think maybe he saw somebody uh, healed, uh, by Jesus, maybe a dead person raised, or a, a lame made to walk, or a blind made to see. And he was just obedient to Jesus. What about the donkey? You ever thought about the donkey being obedient? You might say, that's silly, preacher. A donkey couldn't do that. 
Let me remind you of a story in this very story. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem there on that donkey and the people were shouting Hosanna to the king there. And, and the Pharisees didn't like it and they told Jesus, rebuke those people. You know what Jesus said? If these people hold their peace, the rocks will cry out. Now let me ask you today, if the rocks could cry out in praise to Jesus, what could a donkey do? I believe he could be obedient. But, but whether he was or not, I'll tell you one thing. The donkey had one job to do, and that was to hold up Jesus. If you can't sing a song, if you can't preach, if you can't teach, if you can't do much of anything, you can hold up Jesus on your job. Young people in school, you can lift up Jesus. That's our job, every one of us as Christians, regardless of our time, our talent, our money, our praise. You can hold up Jesus. Obedience. You might say, I'd like to be obedient to God, but, you know, I just can't hear the Holy Spirit speak to me. When I was working with a telephone company, every morning all the crews sat out in a large area and the boss would come out of his office with a stack of blueprints. And to each crew he'd lay a blueprint down. To me and my partner he'd lay a blueprint down. And there was everything that we'd need to know about that job on that blueprint right there. And I might say, well... I." You know, boss, I'd rather you just tell me rather than look at the blueprint. Let me tell you today, folks, everything, 90% or more of the things that God will ever say to you, He's already said it right here. Now, I might say, well, I don't want to read that blueprint. And you know what He might say? If you don't want to read the blueprint, you can go on home. I don't know if God would say that to anybody today. But if you're not willing to search this blueprint that he's given us right here, might as well go on home. While they come with a song. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. Disobedience is as witchcraft and idolatry. That's God's Word. And obedience today is just as important as it was over there in the book of Zechariah. Why you stand today? I'm going to ask the preacher to come. Brother Steve. Surely there's somebody in this place that knows something in your life that you feel a need that you should have done and you haven't done it. If it's to be, lo- if it's to be saved and you're lost, you can, you can, you can, you're the only one in this building that can give your heart to Jesus. Everybody else already given it. Will you take down that sign, that, that no trespassing sign and say, yes, Jesus, come on in. Would you do that today? If you're out of the will of God, would you come today? You know, before, before there could be any obedience in this story, Jesus said, tell them to loose, uh, t- 
loosed that, that donkey there. That before obedience could take place, something had to be loosed. There may be some people today that's got some things in your life that you need to loose today. Two churches that I've pastored, one had a former pastor that had stood right here behind a pulpit and said, I'm hooked on pornography, and I resign as pastor of the church. Another pastor that I church that I pastored, uh, the youth director stood up in front of his youth group there in our church and said, I'm hooked on pornography. Another man in my church came to me and said, Preacher, I, I'm just hooked. And if that many people would, are willing to say that, then I just wonder how many men there might be, maybe some in this building today, that when you sit down in your, at your computer and nobody's around, do I just hit that button right there or not? I believe in a crowd this size there may be somebody like that. There may be somebody today that you need to go home and clean your refrigerator out. I don't know what the hearts of you people are. I don't. But you know, and God knows. While I sing this song today, would you just come and just be obedient? That's all I, ask, I know to ask you to do today. Just be obedient. Mm-hmm.